Before Disney, long gaps between movies and very little else was the norm. Yeah, you'd have Legends content like the books to fill in the gaps, but other than that, releases were few and far between. Which leads many to ask, is there too much Star Wars? And the original plan for Rey was very different, but called back to some fun ideas. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. Let's jump in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. Before 2013, the fateful day when Disney bought Star Wars and Lucasfilm, we were pretty set with long gaps. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wouldn't say set. We were expecting long gaps between Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. 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 No one was happy about it. They called the dark time between the uh, original trilogy coming out and the prequel trilogy actually getting made. The dark times of Star Wars. It was it was a decent amount of time in between projects. That that period was about 16 years. And yes, we did get the extended universe in terms of the Legends content, mm -hmm. the continuation of the next trilogy in the Heir to the Empire trilogy, and the expansion of the extended universe. But that wasn't I say enough. I mean, Star Wars fans are Star Wars fans. They're going to theorize. They're going to bring some ideas, fan-made projects, fan fiction. All kinds of side projects are going to be spun up during this time period. But it definitely helped when the prequel trilogy got announced for a budding of new Star Wars ideas and theories and things coming out. And then The Phantom Menace came out and... It came out and people really liked it. And then came the uh, beginning of the <laughs> drama with the prequel trilogy and then the long expanse of time for them to really get back into the zeitgeist and like believed as like, okay, they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Because uh, so we had like 1983 to 1999, about 16 years. And then we went from 2005 to 2013. So that wow. was... Not, yeah, not too bad. That was about what seven years. Not not terrible. Uh, I remember the Revenge of the Sith coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Man, yeah, the gaps. Uh, it's interesting just because I grew up with the old or the original Star Wars, of course, and just how that small impact was there and then when the new ones came out it was like wait they're doing more uh -huh. like it was so novel like we just didn't ever like think that that would happen yeah you almost kind of thought it was one of the it was like the indiana jones almost of like they had the three movies and that was it mm -hmm. yeah so it was a really big surprise um and i guess once it happened it was like i guess that's done like it, it always uh -huh. kind of felt like I better not get my hopes up for any more to come out because it was always just such a long time and mm -hmm. waiting for these new movies. And if you think about it, the the time gap between what we're going to have with the Rise of Skywalker to what the next Star Wars movie is going to be is about seven years because 2019 to 2026 is the time period that we're going to get. But unlike the time period between the prequels and the sequels, there have been many Star Wars projects in the midst and in the time periods between these gaps of movies. Mm -hmm. um, it's just different because of, one, the idea of Star Wars from the original trilogy to the prequels was quite massive and everyone was super hyped. And now... The distance between, I mean, there was definitely, there was a lot of hype going from the prequels to the sequels. I remember 
the Force Awakens being a huge deal. Hmm. And that was definitely a big spark with like Battlefront 2015 coming out as well. And that's kind of like the big spark of where like I'd always been a Star Wars fan, but that like reignited of like, oh, let's pay attention now. Mm -hmm. Let's get into the weeds about things. It is so fascinating to think just how much has changed from Uh the original sequel or the original trilogy to now. It's Mm -hmm. like we are so much more connected now yeah. and we had know so much more about what's going on with the industry mm-hmm. versus when it was first created like yeah th- everything's changed everything has changed since yeah the beginning of star wars time you would get your theories and like ideas for what could possibly be happening from magazines when you look at the gap between the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy and throughout the whole life cycle of the prequel trilogy it was either the movies or the magazines like that's how you got the news and then the the time span between the prequels to the sequels that was the rise of social media Mm -hmm. and now all of media is so media focus like you have movies and you have tv shows and you have video games and then you have networks of social media followings platforms uh news outlets that are specifically on certain platforms that aren't on other platforms or there's the traditional magazines that now have websites Mm -hmm. and then if you look at it now we have the tv we have the magazines that are still somewhat relevant the magazine websites which are more relevant the YouTube channels, the podcasts, the social media platforms and short form content, long form content. There is just so much and every single piece of the process is now a piece of media that can come out. Mm-hmm. And so if we, we take this idea, we take the history of all of the different gaps of Star Wars now and we look at it for 2024 2023 and going forward we now have something that can fill the gaps that isn't a book and isn't a comic book and isn't a video game something that is pretty pretty tangible we talk about the funnel of star wars movies are the the opening of the funnel then it's the tv shows the video games and then it's animated and then it's probably comics and then it's books more than likely that may be flipping with book talk happening and, yeah. and comics kind of waning a little bit uh but that's kind of the, the funnel of Star Wars is is about that. And if we look at this new age, there's the question to be asked, is there too much Star Wars? Mm. Is it overrated now? Mm. Is it so, like, I, I think it's a, a fair question to be asked mm-hmm. with the modern like landscape of media and Star Wars. Yes, it's going to be seven years since we've gotten a Star Wars movie from The Rise of Skywalker to whatever movie comes out next in 2026. But during that time, we're going to have, we've had Obi-Wan, we've had Book of Boba Fett, we've had Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Andor, and Ahsoka. So that's five individual shows. Mandalorian. Yeah, live action. Mm-hmm. Mandalorian had three seasons. Mm-hmm. Andor is will have had two seasons by the time this next movie comes out. Ahsoka will have various numbers of seasons. There's going to be at least one more season of The Mandalorian. We don't know if we're going to get another book of Boba Fett or something like that. Obi-Wan Kenobi was a miniseries. So that's just 
like nine different nine to 12 different pieces of content right there that we know of yeah star wars acolytes coming out skeleton crew's coming out stars acolyte is rumored to be an ongoing show by the time this next movie comes out we're probably gonna have about 30 different pieces of star wars content and and i hate putting the term content on it because (laughs) it takes away from the art and the storytelling the filmmaking of the actual projects but that's how bob Iger and david zaslov and all these people are referring to these things that they're making it's not producing a piece of art it's producing a piece of content and Mm -hmm. there's a whole different discussion to be had on that topic Mm -hmm. that is too long for this episode of the podcast but i think that plays in to Mm -hmm. this question yeah is there too much star wars and that's what i just laid out is the live action shows that doesn't have the animated stuff in it that doesn't have the books Mm -hmm. that doesn't have the comics that doesn't have the video games yep it is just live action television you want my honest opinion yes i'd say yes you think there's too much I star think there wars there's too much star wars i think there's too much star wars because like you said they view it as content mm-hmm. it's not art anymore they're not going into star wars being like like what it was originally it's not it's not a statement piece anymore it's just Star Wars. Well, we were talking about Ahsoka specifically and the differences between Ahsoka and Andor and the idea of Star Wars not saying anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Andor is saying something. Mm -hmm. Ahsoka isn't saying anything. It's a piece of content to fill the gaps after the Rebels ended. That is its whole purpose. Mm -hmm. It's not about to say, oh, hey, this is how overcoming struggles can lead to greatness. You think, oh, hey, that could be a piece of Ahsoka. Didn't get into that at all. Not really. It could be about learning to overcome one's past and looking to the future in terms of training the next generation, no matter how skilled or whatever they are in Star Wars or in their skill set or whatever. That wasn't the focus. It was a stepping stone to put the pieces in place to eventually do something with Thrawn. Right. It wasn't to tell a story. It was to set up the next thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Andor knows exactly what it's going to do. It's going to do the first season is this, second season is this. It ties directly into Rogue One. Boom, we're done. I'm not saying that there isn't a place for that kind of fun storytelling of just like giving us content and stuff. I think in this day and age, to keep people coming back, like it, it, it has a place. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I think that that should excuse it and that should be like. I think it's difficult, and we're not saying anything bad against Star Wars. No. Like we've enjoyed yeah. covering the the shows, we've enjoyed watching most of them, and it's it's a fun experience. Mm-hmm. And and most of the community is actually very positive and supporting. And it's only the naysayers and like the really toxic people that are like a small portion of the community that makes it a little bit rough for people getting in. But generally, Star Wars is great. It's never been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. You can get into it at any level. If you love books, you're going to be able to read as many books as you can sustain. Honestly, there might even be too many books. Yeah, it's kind of a fire hose. Uh, comic books, <laughs> same kind of thing. There's tons of different series doing various different topics uh, across the diversity of Star Wars. Uh, video games are slowly getting better. We've got Star Wars Outlaws. Jedi Survivor is going to continue into a third game more than likely. There's the mobile game Star Wars Hunters that may or may not release. Um, there's Eclipse and that that also may or may not be released. 
But there's all of these different things. Like, it's never been better to be a Star Wars fan. But it's also if you love storytelling and if you love hearing and seeing and watching something that is meaningful and is trying to take this idea of Star Wars and bring it forward. Something like Andor. Like, it took all of the building blocks of the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. the things that inspired George Lucas to make it, and took those and moved it forward. If you're looking for that, it might only come every few years yeah and i think that's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. but i do wonder if it if we need almost like a bigger gap in star Mm. wars and 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 we may get it because we only know that uh acolyte and skeleton crew and and or season two are coming out yeah that's all that we know for live action and because lando is rumored to become a movie Mm. we may see them return to this idea that movies are what Star Wars is, not the live action television shows. And yeah. it may just become Mandalorian and mm-hmm. Ahsoka. Like that might only be the things that we get on the small screen. Hmm. Interesting. Again, it's a very interesting time for Star Wars. I think we've been going through a transitional phase with Star Wars mm-hmm. last few years. Um, it's been a lot of like behind the scenes learning moments mm-hmm. that are again like we talked about earlier. Star Wars and everything happening with Hollywood and filmmaking and everything is so visible that we know too much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would agree. I do want to say that I'm quite sure in 2023 I had a moment where I was like I miss Star Wars. Like there was a moment where I was mm-hmm. like Yeah. Leading up to Ahsoka. Yeah, it was like, where's where's all the Star Wars been? Like, in a way, I almost feel like we've been so saturated with Star Wars yeah. that any little gap is like, <gasps> I'm uh-huh. starving it's for like Star Wars. It's like drinking it's a, a bunch str- of coffee yeah. and then you stop for a day. Or like, it's the sugar crash, you know? It's like you've gotten so much of this really tasty thing and mm-hmm. then they're just going to leave you hanging and then yeah. you're like craving it and you're like getting your itching back. And like, <laughs> that's it's a little it's a little hard to take sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like it's, it, it it feels like a drug in a way. (laughs) It's the Star Wars drug. (laughs) So you have the perspective that there is too much Star Wars. What do you think the solution is to this? I would like to see just more focused content or more focused story. Bigger projects are usually better, I think, in Star Wars. Hmm. Like the more just grand i guess you think so i i, I, don't, I know. don't know man i mean there's 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 always there's always going to be a place for the little things like the i feel like the animated shows still need to go like I, we need those yeah i think those have still a big place in star wars See, i i think star wars in the movie theater needs to be big but i think they need to get away from this idea that big things happen on the small screen mm-hmm. because i mean if you look at Mandalorian is like a prime example going from season two to season three. If you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, which most people didn't, Mm -hmm. most people that watch Mandalorian only watch Mandalorian. They are Mandalorian Star Wars fans. Right. I've met them in person. Mandalorian is what they live and breathe in Star Wars, and that's their only exposure to it. They're not going to go to Andor. They aren't going to go to Obi-Wan. They aren't going to go to Book of Boba Fett. They probably aren't even going to go to Ahsoka. They went from season two to season three and were heavily disappointed because the big thing that happened was actually in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And I think that needs to be that needs to be a an artifact of a different time. I agree. They need to step away from that. Mm-hmm. 
And I, th- in my personal opinion, I think they need to go smaller on the small screen. Yep. And then save those big moments for the big screen. I agree. I agree. No, I think that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Grander as in like not on the small screen. Okay. Yeah. You need yeah the like you, have the big moments where it counts mm-hmm. on the big screen where everyone's gonna see it. Yeah. Like Obi Wan staying as a movie. Right. Rather than getting destroyed and then put back together mm-hmm. and destroyed, destroyed again, again and, and then, then kind of be put back together but like chopped Frank, off really frankenstein yeah yeah i, I yeah. think i think that's a fair descriptor i think they need to stop trying to do everything on streaming mm-hmm. and on disney plus on the small screen and they need to move things forward on the big screen mm-hmm. and then just fill in the gaps like tell the andor story how yeah. did flesh out the characters that are on the big screen or ones that aren't even there like acolyte is going to be set in a time frame with new characters and new moments and everything is new mm-hmm. keep doing that yeah and i think this is where the the real struggle is with the mandoverse mm-hmm. cuz i think the mandoverse needs to be one or the other yep they cannot have the Mandalorian be fun romps across the galaxy and also move things forward in this big moment that will ultimately be resolved on the big screen. The only big moments that Mandalorian should be having is within Mandalorian. Yeah. Like it's got it cannot be affecting all these other different pieces. Like mm-hmm. it shouldn't. It should just be contained within itself so that we get those big rewards yeah. for watching Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why we all loved yeah, the, especially the first two seasons, it's because we had those rewards with Grogu and yeah. Din Djarin. It was the characters and, that we knew yeah. and loved doing things and having resolution mm-hmm. within that story. Yeah, rather than having pieces that got started somewhere else that got picked up again. Yeah, I don't know if they went a little too crazy on the cameos or something, mm-hmm. and then that just got things like way tumbling and stirring the pot, and like yeah. they're like, oh, we could go to so many different places. <laughs> Season three definitely <laughs> felt like. The epitome of them playing uh, with action figures. Yep. And they just found a box of new action figures. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, let's put him in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting. I I think that maybe one or two seasons of a show a year is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Maybe three if one of them is an animated show. Yeah. But honestly, I would rather it be. It's it's a struggle because content mm-hmm. content creation. This podcast. Works out great when there's always a Star Wars show. Oh, yeah. Personally, if I'm there for the story, I think one show a year would be great. Yeah. But have that show be 12 to 16 episodes, Mm. not eight. Yeah. I think that would be better for all of Star Wars, and it would make them commit, because that's the big problem with Lucasfilm right now, is Mm -hmm. they don't want to commit. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And speaking of that, and not committing, <laughs> there is more detail around the original idea for Ray. Ray was intended not to be a Palpatine, not to be no one, but related somehow to Obi Wan. What? Yes. I don't know what that looks How? like. I don't know if it was <laughs> him directly or a cousin or whatever. Uh, Maybe it's Satine. Right. That would be interesting. Um, so there's like, I don't know the specifics. I don't know how they would have done it. But Daisy Ridley said going into the third movie, the original intention was not to have it be Palpatine, but to have a connection with Obi-Wan in some way. That's why we hear Obi-Wan's voice saying, Ray, Ray, Ray. 
Oh, interesting. I didn't realize they were that deep mm-hmm. into it. And then Ryan Johnson's movie, The Last Jedi, which I enjoy because it's trying to tell a different story. It's trying to tell a story, which is anyone can be special in the galaxy. You don't have to be like An basically a force wielder. The resolution of The Rise of Skywalker is nepotism wins all of the time. <laughs> Oof. Tell me I'm wrong. That's the resolution of the story. Last Jedi wanted to tell a story that it does not matter who you are related to. It doesn't matter where you come from in the galaxy. You could be on Jakku. You could have nobody for parents, and you can still make an impact. And I think that would would have been interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't think everyone needs to be related in Star Wars all the time, because that makes the galaxy a lot smaller when it needs to be bigger. Uh, But that's besides the point. The intention was... From J.J.'s perspective in The Force Awakens was to have Rey be related in some form or fashion to Obi-Wan. I want to ask the question, what would that have done if they continued that through line? The the Last Jedi had that as a piece. That was the discovery that she had on, uh, on that specific location with the Force abilities and the Force attunement. What would have changed if it was actually Ray Kenobi? <laughs> oh gosh, that's a really. I really don't know where they would have gone with that because mm-hmm. there would have been, in a way, a deeper familial connection to Kylo in a strange way because of it, it's like a mirror of, of the first movie yeah because of anakin's kids having this kid you know like yeah. it's like there would be more of a i don't know there's more of a it's poetry it rhymes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but at the same time how how i, I don't want to go into the how yeah i want to go into what it would have actually done what would it have accomplished in star wars mm-hmm. honestly it's a puzzlement to me mm-hmm. i think if we have the if we go from the original to this, I think it would open some different doors for Ray and her perspective. If she did find out in the second movie that she was Obi-Wan Kenobi's heir in some form or fashion, I think that could have opened some doorways into more of the ways that the force works. Like what does it look like for force families to be a thing after generations of not like that being a key part of the prequel trilogies of star wars movies and and the star wars lore at that point is do not have connection do not have attachment do not do any of that because it can lead to the dark side like actually finding out with the books what the origins of the force would have been Mm -hmm. and how that would have actually impacted her journey in like hey i was not supposed to have been born like according mm-hmm. to the origins of the Jedi, mm-hmm. according to this book that I found, and according to what the Force showed me, I should not exist. And then finding meaning out of that. Like, what does it look like to not be uh, like intended? Whoa. And then finding purpose throughout this journey and this connection of like Han and Finn and Poe and Luke and like having all these people that don't necessarily have the background that she does right 
I think that could be interesting. That would have been really interesting. Especially considering Obi-Wan was very much like, these are the rules, buddy. Yeah, he was very much a rule follower and held very closely to those mm-hmm. non-attachments. So it's like, what? You could also play with that. You could play with that almost characteristic of like, but do I follow the rules? Like, yeah. how do I act within this? Um, how do I have those like Qui-Gon moments of like... Pushing the, pushing the boundaries a little bit. Right, right. It's like, yeah, everything's way more... F- gray than I thought it would be sort of thing huh do you think we would have seen a force ghost of Obi-Wan I think so yeah I don't know instead what instead of Yoda, Yoda or something like that I think that could have been more impactful obviously I don't know what like form that could have been right um Maybe they do like a Rogue One type thing. Maybe it is young Ewan and he's like, hey, buddy, I found out the younger settings in the Force Ghost land. (laughs) Anakin finally showed me how to do this. And he's like, boop, okay, I'm now young me. Woo. (laughs) Yep, flips his hair. Um, Yeah, I don't know what the specifics would have been, but I think maybe it would have, it might have made more sense for Obi-Wan to be that character. And then it fulfills the path of like, Luke's mentor being Obi-Wan originally Mm. and then carrying on that relationship on that back and forth of Luke Obi-Wan and then Obi-Wan's kid nephew who knows Hmm. um yeah I think that could have been pretty interesting if that's what they originally intended and then that was what they continued with I feel like it would have made a more interesting lineage tie Mm -hmm. like Yes, it's all about like these this Skywalker thing going on. But then it would have been just been a really interesting like outside moment yeah. of the Skywalkers to be like no, this is the character that actually supported and loved like I don't know. I don't you know. You're my brother Anakin. Yeah, like yeah. there was there was a uh, a non-blood connection. Yeah. to those It just would have been really interesting. I think it would the could have said something with that yeah they definitely could have and and it would have made more sense than palpatine uh because palpatine's ultimate goal was not to live on through his lineage it Mm -hmm. was to continue with his self (laughs) right it would have made a much more stronger bond i think between um and it just a stronger family Mm -hmm. it would have made sense to be a force dyad than with obi-wan and um the skywalkers Mm mm-hmm than it is for the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. Yeah, it's weird. It's a little, a little creepy. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it would have been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Let us know your thoughts, though, in the comments below or contact at Uplink Podcast. As always, you can listen to the podcast wherever you find podcasts. And as always, thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. <laughs>